Hey, DadBod Project brother, my name is Daniel Dezan and I am the host of the go-to podcast for men all around the globe that are looking to learn not only how to become healthier physically, but also mentally as well. I've been a personal trainer and a health coach for over 15 years and I've helped hundreds of men just like you smash their health and fitness goals. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. This is how sleep affects your weight loss goals. So sleep is an area, sleep is a topic that whenever I start to talk about it, I can almost feel the minds of everyone that's listening in being like, fuck, it's something that's so not, it's so not interesting. It's potentially boring. It's not really one of those areas of conversation that many people have. I mean, like you don't go to a dinner barbecue and you discuss sleep quality and the amount of it and all of that kind of stuff. It's just generally something that we all obviously do. But it, in my experience, I have certainly seen how majority of our society really, really undervalues and underestimates the importance of sleep. And in my opinion, sleep is the most undervalued pillar of good health that we are currently experiencing. And the problem is we have zero, we put zero thought into cutting our sleep short. We have no problems with waking up earlier, going to sleep later, pulling an almost all-nighter because we've got some kind of deadline to meet. We've got no problems on cutting our sleep short. In fact, not only do we have no problem with cutting our sleep short, there's some people out there that even gloat on the fact that they have very minimal sleep and they'll talk to their friends and their work colleagues and they'll tell people and they'll almost wear it as a badge of honor that they hardly have any sleep and they still manage to soldier on and get everything done on a daily basis. And this is the problem is I think I feel a lot of people don't understand of what consequences are associated with two things, either not getting enough sleep or not getting a, enough quality sleep. So we'll obviously get into that later on into the podcast, but I just find that there is plenty of people that just, there's plenty of us that just don't understand of the negative effects of fucking around with sleep. So hopefully that will change with today's podcast. And we all have felt many, many, many times in our life the negative effects of a shit night's sleep. I mean, how it makes you feel, how you wake up, how you continually wanting to snooze, what your mood was like, what your food choices were like, how you didn't, you, you couldn't be bothered to do anything the next day, how you were tired, lethargic, grumpy, all of it. I mean, we've all felt the effects many, many times in our lives of a terrible night's sleep, whether it be not enough sleep or whether it be interrupted sleep or a combination of both, which is, of course, the double whammy. We have experienced, nonetheless, many times where we have had a shocking day post a rubbish on having a rubbish sleep. So, Let's get into exactly how having a poor night's sleep relates to affecting your weight loss goals. And this is not really something that I find most people are aware of, 
most people are obviously aware of if they don't have the best night's sleep, then they're not going to feel 100% the next day. They're not going to be as productive, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what my intention with this topic is to connect the dots on a poor quality sleep and how that translates into you not achieving that momentum that you need for your weight loss goals. So let's speak about hunger, lack of sleep certainly affects the regulation of two hormones in your body called leptin and ghrelin, which are the hormones responsible for our eating. They are the hormones that are responsible for telling us when we are hungry, telling us when we are full, and it's the regulation of that which gets disrupted with not getting enough hours of sleep or not getting good quality sleep that leads to you overeating potentially. And I'm sure you have been in the position where many, many times, as I have, obviously, where I've had a shocking night's sleep and for whatever reason, either broken sleep or not enough sleep or a combination of both. And then the next day, my food choices are ridiculously bad. I mean, the the snacking, the chocolate, the biscuits, all of that food choices tend to be ridiculously bad and it tends to be so much harder. I found it to be so much harder, as I'm sure you have as well, to stick to healthier style eating when you're tired, when you're grumpy, when you're feeling shit, when you're in a bad mood. And this is one of the main ways of how sleep affects your weight loss goal because obviously if you feel the need to snack more, you're not snacking on healthy things, of course. You're snacking on chips, chocolate, lollies, biscuits, all that high-fat, high-calorie stuff, which of course blows out your calorie intake into a calorie surplus and that surplus of calories causes you to put on weight. So that is the first way of how sleep negatively affects your weight loss goal. The next one we need to discuss is movement and exercise. Let me ask you a question. How bothered are you to exercise after having very minimal sleep the night before? How bothered are you? (laughs) If you are like me and the rest of the billions of people on the planet, you have almost zero drive to want to do anything. And the most appealing activity that you most likely will want to do if you have ever felt like me is literally sit down, lie down, watch TV and eat donuts or biscuits or lollies or chocolate or maybe a combination of all of them. There is no drive. There is no level of motivation to get up and do exercise. Like the <laughs> the most amount of exercise you want to do is literally just walk to the fridge, open the door, and that is as, as much movement as you are wanting to achieve. So that is reason number two on exactly how having a terrible night's sleep or having poor quality sleep affects your weight loss goal. Because if you aren't bothered to do any exercise and to show up and stay committed to your exercise routine or your exercise plan, then that means you won't do it. 
And if you don't do it, then that means that you're not going to get those calories burnt that you would have if you did show up and do that workout, do that walk, do that run, whatever it may be. And therefore, you're going to be consuming a whole bunch more calories, most likely, like we spoke about the first point, which is your hunger. And at the same time, now we are in a state where you're burning less calories because you can't be bothered because all you want to do is lie down in a horizontal position, do very minimal and eat and eat and eat. So this creates the perfect storm for weight gain, which is down-regulate calories being burnt, up-regulate calories being ingested, and therefore blowing you out into a calorie surplus, which of course is the only way that weight gain ever happens. And this, my friends, is the very simplistic explanation of how sleep and poor quality sleep affects your weight loss goals. So the first way is through hunger. You end up eating more you end up eating, you end up making poorer choices with your nutrition and with movement. You can't be bothered. You're tired. You're lethargic. All you want to do is lie down. All you want to do is sleep. All you want to do is nap. And the last thing you are wanting to do is do a tough workout, go for that run, go for that bike ride, whatever it may be. So we've got this perfect storm where you're eating more, you're moving less, and therefore weight gain happens. And of course, we've seen this happen. Well, I've seen this happen with thousands of people over the COVID lockdown where we were in this exact position where all we were doing is we were eating and watching TV, being very still, not doing too much movement. Therefore, down-regulating the amount of calories being burnt, up-regulating the amount of calories being consumed. And as a result, the beautiful COVID kilos started accumulating around the midsection, around the butt, around the legs. And therefore, there is plenty of people currently still scratching their head, wondering how the hell they put on seven kilos in only a couple of months some even more than that that I have spoken with. So let's get into some tangible, some little tricks that you can use to make sure that you improve the quality of your sleep so that no longer does your poor sleep affect your weight loss goals so that you can put yourself in the proper position to make sure that you have got your fundamentals, you've got the pillars of good health to make sure that you give yourself the best opportunities. So poor quality slash not enough sleep is real common, but it doesn't mean just because it's common, it doesn't mean that it's normal. So plenty of clients that I work with have terrible habits habits with their sleep, either not sleeping enough or constantly waking up through the night. And we have developed this belief that just because it's always been like that, or just because we know plenty of other people in the exact same position with shit quality sleep or not enough hours of sleep, then we start to believe that that maybe is a normal thing. And I'm here to tell you that just because something is common doesn't mean that it's normal. So let's get into some tips that I want to share with you to help improve your sleep and as a result, 
improve the chances of you achieving your weight loss goals. That sound like a good idea? The first one is the one that we are all guilty of, and that is this freaking screen time. Screen time on our tablets, screen time on our phones, screen time on the laptop, screen time on the TV. We smash our eyes and our we stimulate this we stimulate our brains at nighttime with so much screen time because these devices are so damn addictive and because our lives are so intertwined with these devices and this screen time this presents a modern day problem that our cavemen certainly didn't have which is we are having lots and lots of blue light radiation coming into our eyes stimulating our brain and this affecting our sleep so the general rule of thumb that i share with my clients is i tell them to have at least 90 minutes to 2 hours of no screen time prior to going to bed and i've had plenty of clients that have had chronic sleep issues just with this tip alone and reducing the amount of screen time they're having at night to drastically improving their sleep and also for them to stay asleep as well so it would be a good idea if you are in this situation where you just without you even realizing consume lots and lots of screen time at nighttime to maybe set a reminder set a something that goes off in your phone to let you know that it's time to put the screens down it's time to do other activities that are going to help wind down your brain to be less stimulated to get yourself and primed ready for sleep so screen time is one that is quite easy to not do but at the same time it's a challenge as well because so much of our life has been wrapped out wrapped around screen time and using devices and for entertainment for work and all of that so i get that it's going to be a challenge but if you are serious about taking back the control of your health and achieving your weight loss goal then you have to get your sleep quality sorted the amount of hours and also the quality of it as well and adjusting your screen time or reducing your nighttime screen time will certainly improve this the next point the next tip that i want to share with you is consistent bedtime and wake up time one thing that i don't know if you have noticed but we humans love routine we love consistency we love shit to be the same of something reliable a system that is reliable that we can depend on that doesn't shift and doesn't change we are very much creatures of habit and the same goes for our bedtime and sleep time if you are currently going to sleep at different times and waking up at different times constantly through the week through the month then chances are you are waking up very groggy you are waking up feeling unrested you are feeling like you haven't had enough hours of sleep and a lot of that could be due to due to having inconsistent sleeping times or inconsistent waking up times so one thing that i 
have been doing for quite some time is trying my best to stay consistent with the time that I go to sleep and the time that I wake up and trying not to vary that too much. Now, look, I completely understand life gets involved and there is just times where that is not possible. I certainly understand that sometimes it's just not practical practical to be doing that. Totally get it. Being a parent, being a father myself, I certainly do get that. But for the most part, now that you have top of mind of the importance of making sure that your sleep, bedtime and wake up time is as consistent as possible, it will help you to no doubt wake up feeling more refreshed than you ever have been. The next point that I want to share with you is the darkness of your room. So if you are going to sleep in a room that isn't completely dark, then what that means is it's signaling to your brain that it's time to wake up because when we were cave people, of course, when we were sleeping in our caves, in our dens, whatever you want to call them, it was pitch black, completely dark because the sun had gone down, right? But now we have street lights. Now we have light pollution depending on where you live. So we have a lot of light stimulation still in our environment when we are sleeping, when it's meant to be pitch black. So what that means is you need to replicate as best as you can being in that den, being in that cave to making sure that it's as dark as possible to simulate complete darkness and complete rest. So if you are not able to do that through the use of like shut out blinds or if you haven't got some kind of whiz bang blind system going on, which a lot of people do not, then what you could do is you could get one of those cheap eye masks, the ones that they use on the airplanes and whack that on and Bob's your uncle. Now you've got complete darkness going on and you will be surprised on how much of a difference this makes if you cannot get your bedroom where you sleep in a dark, dark state. So that is tip number three to make sure that you get your room as dark as possible. If you are not, then make sure you get some kind of eye mask going on. You can get one of those kinky looking ones, the ones that they had on 50 shades of gray. I don't care what kind of eye mask you get, just make sure you get some kind of eye mask to make the room feel as dark as possible. The next point that I want to share with you is stimulants, aka coffee. We love to drink coffee. We love to drink caffeine. We are completely addicted. This society is completely addicted to caffeine. And the problem with excess levels of caffeine, which a lot of people are guilty of, is caffeine is, of course, a stimulant. And we are consuming loads and loads of milligrams of this stimulant, this drug we call caffeine. And as a result, then we scratch our heads when we are lying at nighttime trying to unwind. But because we've had five coffees that day, which is equivalent to a shitload of caffeine, then we wonder why we are not able to unwind and go to sleep. So I remember having a client years ago where he was telling me that it doesn't matter what he did, he couldn't fall to sleep, couldn't get to sleep. He'd be sitting, looking at, staring at the wall for hours and hours. All of us can relate to those kinds of nights. And we were going through all of 
these kinds of points that I was sh- that I've shared with you today on the podcast. And finally, we got to coffee, and then just through luck, I just happened to ask him how many coffees he has on a daily basis, and he had he said something to the effect of five to six per day. And I'm like, well, my friend that is completely addicted to nicotine, not nicotine, completely addicted to caffeine, that lies, there lies your problem. So lo and behold, he reduced the amount of coffees that he was drinking. I couldn't get him to go cold turkey because he would have complete withdrawal symptoms to this stimulant that we all love through coffee. So he at least reduced it and cut off at a certain time of the day where he stopped consuming caffeine, stopped consuming coffee, and his sleep automatically improved. So that is something for you to consider as well. Supplements. There is some good supplements that I personally take and that I have recommended that my clients take to improve sleep. There's two main ones that I have recommended and suggested, and that is magnesium. A good quality magnesium will certainly help you to unwind. It will certainly help you to start to feel more relaxed and hopefully have a better night's sleep where you fall asleep faster and you stay asleep as well. So the good thing about magnesium is that there's heaps of different ways that it can be absorbed into the body. You can take it through capsules, powders, creams. You can have Epsom salt baths. Essentially, it doesn't really matter of how you ingest it. What matters the most is that there is adequate levels of magnesium in your body to help your body unwind and fall asleep faster and have a better quality of sleep. So we've got magnesium and then there's melatonin as well, which of course is the hormone that we call the sleep hormone. Melatonin gets produced when we are sleeping. So if you have trouble sleeping, which many of my clients have, then I have suggested that they take both and usually the quality of their sleep improves. Now, of course, talk to your medical practitioner, and this is not medical information. I'm simply just sharing with you my experience with these two supplements. But they look, they are they're not they're they're not these harsh kinds of pharmaceutical grade medicines or anything like that. They they don't have the nasty side effects that sleeping tablets potentially have, but they have lots and lots of health benefits that I have personally experienced and plenty of my clients as well. So you might want to do your little bit of homework on that. And the last one that I want to share with you is meditation. And meditation is often overlooked. Meditation is often seen as kind of like this weird hippie thing that needs to be done for hours on end, sitting in this funny lotus position, wearing this funny clothes. And it's not like that at all. Meditation is simply just relaxing the chatter in your mind, softening that little voice in your mind and controlling your breathing and just focusing on nothing. Like literally that is the idea of what meditation is. So if you are having trouble unwinding and if you are finding that your sleep is terrible at the moment, then if you just focus on just five minutes per day of a ritual where you get stuck into a bit of breathing, a bit of meditation, then I promise that your 
sleep, your levels of stress management will improve and literally every aspect of your life will improve as many of my clients that I have suggested do this have noticed as well as myself too. So get stuck into a little bit of meditation. You don't need an app. You don't need a funny position. You don't need a rug to sit on. You literally just need to sit still, not move, focus on your breathing. The moment that your mind starts to wander, bring it back to breathing. And that is literally it. Set up a five-minute timer. Then you're done. You're good to go. That's about as technical as it gets. So I hope that you got value from today's podcast. I had a blast sharing this information with you. If you got value from this, I want you to most importantly apply it. I don't want you to agree. I don't want you to be like, oh, wow, that was really cool that Coach Dan shared that and then do nothing with it because that is a complete waste of time and I'm going to be pissed. So make sure that you apply the new learnings. Make sure you do something different so that you can get a better result. And most importantly, I hope now you understand with a level of detail of exactly how sleep affects your weight loss goal. That is it from Coach Daniel from the Dad Bod Project. I appreciate your ears. I appreciate your eyes. We'll do it all again tomorrow where we jump on for another topic on the podcast. Have the best night of your entire life. Coach Daniel from the Dad Bod Project is... Thank you so much for tuning into the Dad Bod Pod podcast the number one podcast for learning exactly how to live a long, strong, and healthy life as a modern-day man. If you are getting value and want to work with me and my team to learn how to accelerate those precious health and fitness goals of yours, then what I want you to do is go to my Instagram at the.db.project and DM me with the words dadbod. Or if Facebook is more your jam, then why not slide into my DMs with the words DadBod to my personal account under the name Daniel Dezen, D-E-Z-E-N. Our mission is to help busy men get more active and help them love who and what they see in the mirror all over again. So go to my Instagram at the.db.project or my Facebook page and DM me with the words DadBod. And me and you can have a chat to help put you on the right, correct path for those health and fitness goals of yours.